Hey guys, welcome to our first episode of Apartment 679, a podcast where we, your hosts, casually explore topics surrounding the meaningful college experience, post-grad productivity, pursuit of happiness, and the human condition. My name is Peter. I'm Paul. And I'm Matt, and we're three recent college graduates living in Los Angeles. So first off, we want to thank you for being here for our first episode. Thank you, mom and dad, because you're probably the only ones listening. Uh, for real though, thanks a lot. And the point of this episode is to kind of introduce ourselves and why we decided to start the podcast. But obviously, before we get into that, I want to ask my co-hosts, how are you guys really doing? Yeah, so this week was a pretty rough week overall. I had a lot of failed analyses. What I do for my job is I study cancer, or I do cancer research here at UCLA as a computational biologist. Um, but overall, I mean, my week was really great. Like, I got to hang out with my two best friends, my two co-hosts right here, Paul and Pete. Hey. Um, and I got to eat really good food because I love to cook. So, and since I'm working from home, that's all I've been doing. So, dude, everyone, every, everyone's been cooking. Hi, key. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, except for Peter. Cause, well, it's it's a common fact between the three of us that Peter doesn't cook. But no, I mean, the, okay, so I he doesn't have time to cook. Exactly. I, I think that's, that's, exactly. That's, 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 that's why I just don't have the mental energy by the end of the work day to kind of put yeah. aside time to do anything else other than kind of what I have to right now. Yeah, but I do notice that during the whole COVID thing, everyone and their mother started to cook as much as they can, which I think is great. Um, I just meal prep a lot, so I haven't been able to do that much, but. So I've actually been cooking a lot of my Filipino uh, recipes. Yo. I've been trying to make my my grandma proud with these recipes that I'm, I'm making. Um, so That's yesterday true. I actually made this Filipino meal called uh, giniling, which is basically ground beef, peas, carrots, um, garlic, onion. Very simple. And then I paired it up with this thing called a torta, which is an eggplant dipped in egg and then just fried on both sides really really good um, and obviously with some jufron which is some banana ketchup if you know what that is is your grandma <laughs> the only person you're trying to impress with these cookies Matt? <laughs> uh we'll, we'll see you know maybe i'm just trying to stay fed <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, what about you peter how, how, how's how's your week been what's been going on just the updates well right now i'm just along with matt here we're both kind of in that whole um medical school application hole Right now, we're trying to manage uh, our gap years right now. We're applying for medical school while managing a, a full-time job at the same time. I think it didn't really hit us how much work secondaries and primaries would be uh, kind of getting into this whole period of time. But it's something we're still like kind of slowly easing into. I think we found like a better uh, pace than when we at least started. So I'm still trying to get that figured out. Yeah, man, you guys really do make me scared when I think, because I'm applying next year, so watching you guys go through this process, a bit intimidating, but I mean, it is what it is, and big props to you guys for getting through it while doing your, your 8 to 5 jobs. Um, so how are yeah. you doing, Paul? <laughs> me? I'm doing well. I think this week has been exhausting for me. Being a senior in college, I was like, damn, I, I really want to graduate. I want to get out of here. I want to do the 8 to 5, I want to start making money, like being able to pay my own rent, my, my bills and everything. And then once I actually started to work, like it's fun, but it's a, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of having to manage your time. Like weekends become so much more precious than, than it was for you in college. No matter what, you have to be at work at 8 a.m. At 8 the next day. So 
Um, I think just adjusting to that has been a little bit tiring for me as well as getting adjusted to my new job because I work at a surgical clinic right now. So being in those tough, high-stress situations at the same time as having to deal with, with patients who are also in pretty high-stress situations, that has taken a lot for me. But I, I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunity. I think I'm learning a lot. So this week, I think, this week was like my three-month mark, and I think I'm hitting my stride. So I'm starting to become a lot more comfortable with patient interactions and stuff like that. So it's been a good week overall for me. Uh, thank you for asking. So yeah, I'm just gonna bridge this straight into our next topic, or kind of like the overall arching theme for this episode as to why we decided to start a podcast. Personally, I, we, we talked about this while we were prepping for the podcast, and I, I think those are some very, very good answers. And first of all, like for me, why I want to start a podcast is I think we've or I've noticed that in our discussions as as roommates and as oh wait that bridges to a to a whole different topic why is our podcast called apartment 679 yeah so this coming September uh, the three of us are living together uh, in a new apartment we're going to be moving in uh, trying to get situated develop our work schedules and uh, essentially we're living in a apartment that's unit is 679 and I think that rolls off the tongue so yeah and I'll be living with my two best friends which is I was like thinking about it, you know, COVID sucks, this whole situation sucks. My graduation ceremony was me in the UCLA jersey sitting in my living room eating Thai food while Gene Block talked to me on a TV screen. But, you know, in, in light of the circumstances, being able to live with my two best friends in LA, having a stable job, and being healthy for now <laughs> is <laughs> is a blessing. And and I think that during these gap years, this podcast is something that I, uh, that the three of us really want to focus on. And I think it was a really good name uh, to use in, in light of the circumstances. But anyways, going on to why we started the podcast. I think my number one primary reason is the fact that I, when I, you know, eat with these guys, hang out with these guys, do anything with these guys, we always engage in very productive but casual conversations. Uh, we, we like to poke around a lot for each other's opinions on things right and I think that a lot of the thoughts that come from these conversations are very insightful and I, I think I'd love to be able to express those to an audience and having a podcast would be really really good practice for doing that and I think if I'm able to express my emotions my thoughts my insights to people I think I'd understand them better myself so that's my personal one of my personal motivators for for starting this podcast but what about you guys I think definitely the postgrad experience is something I wish I had a little bit more insight on before kind of transitioning out of college because it's such a huge change as Paul mentioned earlier. You you kind of inundated with friends in college. You're you're surrounded by kind of people who are of the same mindset a lot of the time, of the same age group. It's easy to find like mutual interest between people, but now you're working with people that share your job interests, for example, or in the same field as you and that comes off completely different you're entering a completely different lifestyle and I think I wish I had a kind of experience kind of like what we're trying to generate with this podcast that gave me more insight into what I could expect coming out of college because I definitely didn't have any guidance any expectation of what things would be like I really like Paul thought it was going to be smooth cruising I get to enjoy my own life now right I'm free of having to go to class but you know, for me personally, I kind of miss going to class. Yeah, that's same. why I definitely I'm, miss school. <laughs> I'm trying to get to med school at this point, but we'll see how that goes out, how that turns out. 
Yeah, that's funny. Isn't it like how like back then I was like, Mom, I don't want to study. I, I just want to go outside and play with my friends. But now I'm like, I just want to be in school. I want a regular schedule. Like, I just I just miss that life. But I, mean, I want to go to work. <laughs> I want to go to work. I, I hate work. <laughs> Um, Which isn't true. We don't hit our jobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we, we don't. It's, we do. it's just definitely different. It's 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 a different grind. It's a different type of grind. And I think Matt feels that pretty heavy too, because this boy working from home, um, because labs, you know, it's unsafe. But you know, talk to us a little bit about that. I mean, I think, yeah, working from home is a lot different because I, you know, as a computational biologist, I literally just do a lot of these analysis so i think maintaining that work-life balance is really really hard because i would be doing analyses at like two in the morning i mean they know that even yesterday i had my laptop out at like two in the morning and i was doing work <laughs> we were just trying to enjoy some video games <laughs> yeah and they're just trying to do some video games but i'm i'm, I'm here and i'm like oh you know I, I need to do this analysis but overall like i love doing what i do and i would love to continue doing it obviously working during these COVID times is really different, especially with working from home and adjusting timelines, ramping up, ramping down. Who honestly knows like what's going to happen tomorrow, right? Especially in LA. Actually, yeah. So going off your point, I think this pandemic situation, since it kind of threw us into different scenarios, it kind of highlights the differences between working on your own hours and working kind of that usual nine to five schedule. I think for me, I kind of wish I was working at home uh, like you, I mean, I don't know if, how you feel about it, if it works better for you, but I feel like, sure, it makes it hard to separate that home versus work. But at the same time, since you have flexibility in your schedule, I feel like you have that ability to put in the hours when you feel you're most productive, find that uh, set true. of time for you where you feel like you can focus in on your work and hone in on it. Whereas for me, I feel like there's a lot of times I go in, okay, nine o'clock, I'm feeling... I don't feel like I'm ready to work yet. And then I'll hit my stride at maybe 12 or something and I'll feel like I'm grinding through it. But then I'll hit another slump like later on the day after lunch, for example. And I think if I had more focused hours, I feel like I get a lot more done in less time. But yeah, that's how it's been kind of going to work. And I'm not saying I'm not doing work, but I definitely don't feel as productive as I could be if I was managing my own time. So I think that's a really interesting point because on my end, honestly, I think some portions of my job would actually be easier if I was in the lab because something that I do love about the lab environment is there's the expert on, you know, X, Y, Z, like sitting right next to me and I could ask him any question that I want about anything and like he'll give me the guidance and he'll give me like the support. But here I'm at home and I'm like, oh, I need to hop on a Zoom call real quick with this person, you know, make sure that all the tech on both of our sides like works and make sure that you know he can hear me and i can hear him it's just a lot more you know finagling you like know like there's, to yeah there's there's so much and in a research environment that's like key right like this collaboration um so i think it does make some aspects of my job a lot harder so in a way i do sort of have that envy for people who are working still like going that nine to five um so I think overall it's just like the grass is greener on the other side, right? Yeah, no, that that I think definitely is a really good point. I, I do think though COVID will change so much from about the whole working environment. Uh, working from home, I think, one is safer obviously in, in these times, but I think it, it, it may be even more productive for some people because I think as Peter said, it all just depends on the industry too, right? And the individual. Exactly. If you're in the business field, if you're in the creative field, which is 
there are two amazing fields, but they also very depend heavily on getting projects done, getting this done to the best degree. And if you're not feeling like you can work at a certain time, right, it'd be better to just not and then be ultra productive when you want to be. So, I mean, I feel like it, it could have implications in many ways, but we shall see. It might be like another part of the whole paradigm shifting thing that COVID is doing to us. So it's something that I think will be an interesting result. So let me ask you guys this question then going forward. Looking back at the goals that you had for 2020, the things that you wanted to accomplish, the things that you wanted to do going into this year, right, before COVID hit. And honestly, this wasn't that long ago. If you think about it, back in November, December of last year, COVID wasn't even a thing to us. How did those goals change in the light of COVID? Like what do goals represent for you now? What types of things do you want to do? What types of things do you want to accomplish? Because in a year, you guys are going to be in med school, right? You guys only have a year to truly enjoy being in this weird gap. So what what are your goals for that? And, and how did COVID change that? Because, I mean, it changed a lot of things for a lot of people, right? I think that's like actually a scary point, right? Because, for example, one of my best friends who lived with us, who's my other roommate, John, he's heading off to med school soon. And this kind of outbreak hit during his gap year when he had all the kind of opportunity to enjoy yourself. This is the one time, the one little break you get in between your four years of undergrad and going straight into obviously the rest of your post-secondary education. So I think, I think honestly, since it's a gap year and you know you're going to be going to school for several years afterwards, it's definitely a time that we want to enjoy, right? I think we had travel plans in mind, or at least we'd be working to be able to save up to visit other places. I mean, the good thing is, you know, since we're all living together, we still do have plans to go camping, you know, do things that we can't experience. But I'm a little sad that it'll be harder to kind of reach those farther places. Um, you know, we can't fly to Alaska that easily. You know, traveling out of the country is definitely out of the question. I think right now. <laughs> Alaska <laughs> was pretty random. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. actually, we did talk about going to Alaska. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I can't, I, I can't, we can, uh, fix I can't that. blame you for that. But, yeah, but essentially traveling out of the country is out of the question. I think this is that one time we wanted to get to experience, you know, other cultures and develop our worldview, especially before we go into a career such as medicine. I don't think we mentioned, but all three of us are interested to mention that. I, I, I think I think, think got a point. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's okay. good, it's good, it's good. It's like, they get yeah. it now for sure. Yeah, I think obviously developing like cultural perspective, interacting with different people from different cultures is really important to developing oneself, you know, if we want to go into profession as a doctor, because you have to be able to interact with these different types of people and, you know, kind of empathize with their perspectives. So it's kind of, it's really unfortunate that we won't really have that opportunity. I'm hoping it'll end, you know, we'll develop a vaccine, get out of this situation and have some time before we... Because it's we still have a while before any of us gets there. We're not. We're definitely not destined to get into med school yet, and we have a lot of time before. That's to true. Kind of see where we're going and see if this is really the path for us. I think a gap year is really important for kind of finding yourself too. So right. for you, like travel is one of your was one of your goals, right? Going in. I think travel definitely. Okay, gotcha. For me, my goals were definitely to travel, but I think overall the overarching goal, I think they. Sh- probably share the same goal with me, which is we wanted to just cultivate the close relationships that we have now. So, I mean, in a way, COVID sort of helped that out because we're all trapped together inside. But 
<laughs> you do lose out but you do lose out on on some of the relationships that you know let's say they aren't necessarily living with you directly um so for example i'm i'm trying to go home next weekend and i i told my friends who are not directly living with me like i'm sorry but you know like i can't see you guys or like I, you know like I, I need to make sure that you know obviously all my other interactions have been very cautious and socially distanced but it's it's very hard to see all my other friends right especially since i'm trying to keep my social circle this mm -hmm. small mm -hmm. overall i think my main priority right now is definitely keeping the people who i have close to me close to me and continuing to cultivate those relationships and make sure that before i even go out to like med school or wherever i'm going um that i keep my my, my real friends like close or like you know, mm. my closest friends close. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's personally been really hard for me to do that. And I feel bad. I do feel really bad about it because there's a lot of people that I think mean a lot to me. And in between going from work, you know, starting eight, finishing around six, for example, then coming back at the end of the day, taking a little bit of time to eat and then going straight into secondaries. And oh, yeah, you really don't have time. There's no time to, That's true. to, to reach out to people. And I feel really bad because I wish I could let them know that I mean, I just, I'm not really the type of person to just go on and tell them like, oh, by the way, I really care about you, but I've been so busy. Like, <laughs> I want to have a more, you know, I want to reach out to them. I want to be able to see them. And right yeah. now you can't see people. It's hard to set up exactly. time to talk to anybody. And it really feels like I'm neglecting my friends. And I mm -hmm. don't want them to think that even, and I'm, I, they could think that definitely because I have not been good about reaching out. And I think that's really unfortunate but hopefully once this pandemic ends we'll have a little bit more time to start building those connections back up again because these people do mean a lot that's funny because like that's like a new thing for you with the pandemic but i've just been i feel like my whole life i just haven't been good at reaching out to people i care about and then i always do it when I'm like man i really should reach out but i feel like that is something that you're good for and i'm bad for because i i do need to learn how to do that better but the pandemic gave me a little bit of an excuse to kind of you know, chill out, work on that a little bit, but I have not been proactive at it. I definitely <laughs> let people reach out to me and I just haven't had time to reply to them. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. But you keep, you keep going. Uh, that, that's also a good podcast topic for the future, like how relationships are de developing, you know, how the modern world, especially college kids, ki kids, our age, people, our age, like how are we connecting with each other? What are societal norms to be in touch with each other? What's polite and what's not. I think that's also something really, really good to discuss, but um, I, I do envy you guys a little bit because, you know, you guys graduated a, a year before me. So you guys got that year of, of we got the whole graduation to, experience. Exactly. I got that experience being able to settle down kind of come to terms with who's going to be near and who's going to be far. And for me, I think the most jolting thing socially for me was going into spring quarter thinking that, you know, I would have a good 10 weeks with the people that I really truly care about the people that um, throughout my four years of college, I've developed very deep and meaningful relationships with. And because of apartment situations, because of living situations, because of travel situations, you know, these people had to leave um, UCLA literally like the week that it was announced, right? So our friend Rachel, for example, our, my, my best friend Matt, who I, I currently live with technically, but he kind of left my apartment. For clarification, another Matt? Yeah, another Matt, not not this Matt. <laughs> we call him Little Matt. But we all love him. <laughs> we all love him, but um, as soon as COVID hit, he took off for, for Michigan to, to be with his girlfriend, 
And, and the thing is, so many people in my life just got up and left and nobody's mad at each other for that. It's just the fact that, you know, we just have to be home with our families. And, and some of these people, I don't know if I'll ever see in my life again. And, and, and that, I think, is the saddest thing because I did really enjoy my time. I really care about these people. But the chances that we see each other again are going to be very, very small because... You know, the one thing I think these guys are talking about, you realize in life after college is that you can't just text someone and be like, hey, you want to go to Fat Sal's for a, for a sandwich and hang out? You really have to arrange like two weeks beforehand, like we're going to have this dinner, we're going to catch up. And if they're so far away, it's almost impossible. You, you just can't do that, right? So I think that was one of the, the, the saddest things for me going out. But, you know... The, the upside for me is that I was able to develop my gap year plans on banking on the fact that COVID is still around. Like I, I've had to, to adjust, whereas you guys had like a vision for those two gap years that you guys suddenly had to change. I kind of, I'm kind of going into my gap years, um, knowing how to navigate the COVID situation. Personally, I think COVID has been, the quarantine shutdown has been really good for me because I like spending time with myself and I think I became more of an introvert over, <laughs> over quarantine, which is a good thing, but you know, it's just what, it's just what happened. And I'm trying to pump out content, like going into the whole learning about financial independence, doing all that jazz. And I think it's given me a lot of time to reflect about what I really want to do for the next couple of years. So, I mean, there's just a lot of ways to see the same situation, right? Like COVID taught me that I'm not adaptable. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much it just um, realized like, yeah, everything kind of got flipped on its head. I'm like, wow, okay, now I don't have time to cook but, anymore. <laughs> but looking on the other side of things, I feel like there's a lot of nuanced and very special relationships that came out of COVID that wouldn't have come out of the stay-at-home order. Do you know what I mean? I feel like people that are close to you got closer to you. People that you would have never met met i mean honestly dating apps is a whole nother like conversation we'll have what are some flip sides what are some good things that came out of this quarantine for you guys for me something that was really cool was i actually got to get really close to paul (laughs) um because paul believe it or not was literally this random dude who showed up on my back or on my patio outside uh one day i forgot for what reason but uh, Peter invited because Peter was friends with Paul's first um, and then he invited him over and I was like oh who's this kid <laughs> this guy with uh, he had like his like his frat letters on him with his oh, uh, you know um, but it, it's been really cool just to see his development as a person um, these past few months and like just talking to him uh, has been really cool and, and just seeing how the group dynamic sort of forms especially since we're all sort of new with living with each other like all three of us together i've lived with peter previously but um we are sort of switching it up and having uh you know adding another person in and like you know just getting to know everyone like getting to know paul to the extent that i know peter because peter's been my friend since high school um so it i think that's one of the really big flip sides just like me like gaining this really cool relationship with a really cool guy yeah, you guys touched on a lot of points already. I mean, I think, yeah, definitely getting to get closer with people I'm already with. I think that's really important. And, well, I, I also want to put in, I guess, sort of, not really a disclaimer, but we I, we do recognize that this we are in a very privileged, like, 
position, right? Like there are a lot of people who are struggling with the pandemic. It's, you know, people don't have jobs. Like we are very lucky. Yeah, the to fact all... that all three of us have jobs is yeah. just incredibly. Like we are just incredibly blessed. We're incredibly, you know, we're, we're, in, we're incredibly privileged. And so obviously like we recognize that. I think, I think that is very important to say. And I'm really glad you brought that point because just to be able to sit here doing a podcast, being healthy and not having our loved ones in precarious situations, holding jobs, like we are approaching this from a very, 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 very privileged situation. And I think it's always important for us to be very grateful. And, and I really appreciate for you bringing that up. And I, I know for sure all three of us feel that way because we've had multiple conversations about it in the past. Um, so yeah, so that was pretty much our COVID conversation. I think it's very quite fitting for us to talk about COVID in our first um, episode, because especially just right now, California is quote unquote, the second wave people are going to hospitals left and right. Um, we have just surpassed New York for the number one amount of infections in the country. So it's a pretty dark time in this uh, state, which is why we think it's fitting to address COVID life and post-COVID life, because that's pretty much what the world's going to be, right? But I think the next topic that we want to end with is content itself, because, you know, why would three, um, I mean, we answered why already, but just the, the whole idea of three post-grad kids going into content creation, um, there has to be a deeper meaning behind that, I think, other than we just want to create for fun. What we forgot to mention is that this is a very crude and very raw look into our lives because we're not, we don't pre-script, we don't, we don't rehearse, we just kind of have talking points and go straight into, into having pretty honest conversations, right? I wouldn't say to you guys, this didn't feel scripted, right? It was just a casual conversation. We just came in with an idea of what we wanted to talk about, Yeah, you know, kind of an overarching theme. Yeah, so, and, and I think that's important because... I think with content, a lot of people look at content creators with this this veneer. Like, they're people that have all their stuff together, right? They do this, they create that, they're this. The creative process itself, what's made in the kitchen isn't shown. And I think that's what I, what I kind of want to do with this podcast, kind of show you a very raw look at three people that are trying to figure themselves out, trying to figure how to navigate this changing world as well as prepare ourselves for the journey ahead. And, and I think that's why I personally want to create content. And you guys already know, I'm starting to write blogs. I'm starting to publish on Medium. I'm um, getting my YouTube up. And, and, and I encourage you guys to do the same. You guys will probably know Ali Abdal. Um, he's one of the people that I follow very closely. He's always trying to convince his friends to start blogs or like start pushing content because I believe along with him that content is king, especially if you're trying to be an educator in the future. And I think educators are very, very, very important in the medical field. And being an educator requires pushing content because information now is currency. And I think there's a difference between educating people and putting that veneer in their mind that's saying this is how you know people live their lives versus educating them very in a very raw way, you know, showing them the real process behind what it takes to be in this situation. And that's why I personally want to push content. But what are your guys' thoughts on this? I think you also brought up a pretty interesting point you know about how this is a little bit of a crude process at first right because we are just getting started off off the ground you're literally listening to our first podcast here and i think it's going to be really fun to see how this progresses you know from where we started here and how this looks like later down the line when we've had a lot of practice i think paul was telling us it's 
you know, the first thing to do when it comes to content is keep pushing it and keep developing, uh, keep honing it down into something you're like, will eventually really be proud of, but you have to start somewhere else. You're just never going to get off the ground in the first yeah, place. Yeah, it's the reps, bro. It's just like lifting weights, right? You just keep on putting reps. Oh yeah, these two lift. <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> keep pushing it, right? If you keep pushing, the yeah. muscle gets bigger. You just get better at what you're doing. I think the reason why I wanted to hop on this podcast train, I guess, with, with my best friends is just because I sort of wanted to see the development of uh, my thoughts and all my opinions as time went on, especially during this really tumultuous time. Um, and so not only is the podcast developing, but also all of our opinions and all of our, you know, what, whatever our thoughts are, like they That's will true. constantly be changing, constantly be evolving, especially during this year. So I, to me, it's, it, you know, not only is it cool because I get to share my opinions, my thoughts with an, a broader audience, but as I go on to like med school or, you know, whatever, then at least I'll be able to look back and be like, oh, wow, that is what I was thinking of during this, during COVID or like during the pandemic. It's like or a during, snapshot. Yeah, it's like a snapshot in time. And I think to me, that's one of the coolest things. <laughs> um, you you know? just get a live view of how uh, Paul turns into an introvert <laughs> until he can't talk to anyone. For the next year now. You just see him slowly start going into his own shell. Yeah, just, Eventually he just stops joining the podcast. <laughs> no, oh, he'll, he'll just take the mic to his own place. <laughs> yeah, I'll just talk to myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think... I, I really like what you said. I think that's the same thing that we were talking about earlier. It's just providing a raw look into development of three people, which... I personally, you know, I enjoy podcasts and I enjoy like scripted podcasts too, but I think there's just a level of, of originality that comes from just talking, just being yourself, right? Just saying off the top of your head, what you think about a certain matter. And I know you two have a lot of stuff to say, like, this isn't even the tip of the iceberg this is our first episode. And to be able to record that and to share that, I think is a blessing for anyone. I think it, like going off your point, it's like a really good feedback process too, because not That's only true. are we making our ideas out clear, we know what we're exactly what we're saying because we're putting it on this podcast, but we get to hear how you guys bounce back off of that and how our audience, of course, interprets what we're talking about and how they, we get to hear feedback from the people that listen to us and okay, we can work on that. We can kind of develop our ideas into something I we think is... I lost it there, but <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna happen, right? Because we don't script these. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That's, <clears throat> that's a good point. Yeah, but I mean, it's a feedback process, so we're we're really excited to get better, and especially since the three of us are applying to medical school like, relatively soon, and two of us are in the middle of it right now. It's a really good process because we get to develop our thoughts and make sure it comes across clearly too our audience and you know eventually hopefully the people that are interviewing us for the medical schools it's gonna be so exciting um i'm gonna yeah. lose you guys but that's fine i'll just visit you i mean let's hope coronavirus has a vaccine you so like being alone <laughs> you like being alone hey <laughs> you got me there <laughs> um but yeah i mean i think that's what content represents to me and it's good to know that it also does resonate with you guys as well so yeah, I think we will wrap it up there for our first podcast episode. You know, we it was a little bit of a rough one. We didn't have any intro or anything like that. It was just literally us in a room talking to a microphone and cracking up. Uh, but you're not going to hear those parts because I'm going to edit them out, obviously. 
holding um, our hands behind our backs because yeah. we don't want to shift the table. <laughs> Losing um, our voices halfway through every conversation is pretty that's funny. That's true. And it's going to be cool because you guys are going to see us get better. Just so much better at doing this. So that brings us to the end of episode one of Apartment 679. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Um, as we said, this means a lot to us. And I feel like if we've inspired just one person to think differently or to have these meaningful and thoughtful conversations with the people that they love or care about, about the topics that we discuss, I think we've done our job. So I'm pretty excited to see how we develop in the future and we'll be pushing out content every week so we'll see you soon bye mom and dad <laughs> <laughs> that's cute that's good that's a wrap boys